Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Load of Balls. And I am joined by the newly promoted Division 3 champions, um, Anna Clone Manager, Kieran Brannigan. Kieran, delighted to have you on board. Well done. Thanks, thanks very much, John. Thanks for the invite. The uh, the season was long and, and arduous, but you got there in the end. Yeah, thankfully we, we, we got the job done in the end, you know, so uh, we're, we're all delighted, you know, so it's a great achievement for everybody and, you know, we're we're buzzing to get it completed and we're still a game to spare, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Can just before uh, we get into the crux of the, of the football and that there, I just uh, would like to pass on, you know, uh, the show and myself's condolences to the Lavery family um, and friends and, and obviously the, the Gales of Saul. Uh, on the death, you know, their their beloved son and brother and Niall. Um I was actually talking to uh Donny, we were at the Saul and Glen game yes. and he was playing, you know, I was asking who who the, the corner forward was and he said, No, that's that's not lovely uh smashing young player. He can actually play anywhere and you know, he, he's a great lad and that there. And then I was talking to Ronan recently there and he said he really was, you know, a leader and you know, it's just a shame now that, um, you know, that hopefully uh, like people are all should be very proud of, you know, how they've um, rallied around each other and, you know, the shows, the sort of support network that they have. I've seen a picture on Monday night uh, training with, with, like, everyone was involved. So, you know, there is uh, support in numbers and that there and, like, just hopefully now that... Um, you know, now uh, will be remembered. You know, for for the, the great smashing young lad he was by all accounts. That's right. It's a very sad time for them out there. I seen the red hay and the, came together with the saw community as well. So they all rallied around at a tough time. You know. Yeah, and uh, as I say, um, you know, for any young fella or even anyone really that is going through a tough time, get talking to someone. Um, you know, there's always someone. To listen and to help, so um, you know, if anyone is struggling, please do talk to somebody. Okay, all right, um, we'll go for a quick break here, Karen, and um, we'll talk about uh, Division Three. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, Kieran. So you just got promoted then, and apparently now there's uh, the t-shirts are on the way. There's uh, you're asking for the the old Arsenal uh, invincible slogan to to uh, be emblazed on the on the t-shirts whenever Jamara comes to town. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think it's rumour. It's definitely true. That's what we're looking for, you know. So uh, I'll definitely have one on because I'll be invincible to my own for the full weekend. I'll be out partying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure some of the rest of the lads will have it on too, you know. Uh, so, and, uh, good achievement, John. You know, it was definitely uh, some we, we, we was no point any qualms about it. We sat down to start of the season, and it was it was our main target. You know, we 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 zoned in on it, and it's it's great when you can look back now and you can go over all things that you've done throughout the year and to see it all come together you know it's 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 that's where the enjoyment of the, of, the, of it is you know yeah and I suppose uh, with any you know management or coaching role 
Uh, Karen, you need a bit of luck. And you know, did you feel that you, you had the rub of the green this year with with injuries, or like was it a slog uh, with uh, certain results or at certain periods of time during the season? There was, there was definitely, there was definitely times during the season that we um, got away with uh, getting results, maybe not playing that well, or you know, but. Um, we used a total of 31 players this year, you know, so it was good that we were able to mix it up and keep everybody uh, champing at the bit to stay stay where it was. We're still training with high numbers and, you know, so that was crucial. And, you know, coming from two last year, like two, we look back at it and you go, the amount of times we get injuries, the, the key players and, you know, that was the down factor. But it's when you look at it this year, we went through three with very little to none injuries to be fair you know and any of them have mm-hmm. been injured haven't been out for a long period of time you know um, some of them like we James Fagan went through an operation and you know that was uh, wasn't muscular it was just an operation that he needed to go through at the time you know he was probably their longest spell out you know well John McElroy was out for the year through, through a virus to start and they never get back in but apart from that everybody else was available and didn't wasn't out for long periods you know uh, Ken, just on the, the injury front, did you do a hard pre-season at the start or did you taper it through? Because it is a long season and people do forget that. You know, it is usually from January to, to middle of October, really. Uh, well, I'm going to be honest. We, we trained uh, once a week in January. Every Sunday we mm-hmm. trained and uh, we done three. We done three sessions in Cashman Forest Park and one session on the pitch a ball based session and then mm-hmm. February we picked it up to two and then we moved it on after that we're, and the running sessions in Castle Island were literally was more team bond than anything it wasn't wasn't set out to, to um, get round the lake as fast as you could or anything it was literally you know get out get out round it everybody doing it together and then home the second day uh, we sort of we, we sort of timed it. Third day we timed it again, and then that was us, you know. With so I wouldn't I would wouldn't say, um, and anybody sort of has played under me would say pre seasons aren't really that intense because of the because of I took into a lot of consideration. There's a lot of boys at the wrong end of thirty, high end of thirty, and they don't need to be doing that way, you know. They don't need yeah. to be doing that, you know. So, um, I have to be had to be careful that way, you know. So that came into it. And I still think a Division Three fitness is a part of it, but I'm a mad fan of ball basics. Why not even just saying in Division Three? I'm talking that's all levels of football. Ball basics, get as much ball contact as you can, you know, and memorize the the mistakes and see where that takes you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose that the, the proofs in the pudding too that you know with the last muscular injuries as well. You know, you you find in a lot of clubs hamstring injuries or uh, especially thigh muscles as well, you know, that in when teams are trying to cram in like a very hard preseason, especially in February or anything like that, there, whenever the bodies aren't used to it, you know, the Gaelic footballer usually takes two or three months off at the end. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's probably when we look back over it now, you look over the year, um, championship is never the target, and you know, not even talking about winning it, even getting the rattle was never nothing target that we talked about. That sort of came around once the championship come up. We said now, now we're in championship season. You know, we'll you know we'll we'll give it a go here, you know, type thing. Yeah. But that when you when you look over, it, if we had it done, maybe you know had it done a wee bit, maybe went to the well a wee bit harder at times. Um, we might have been just a wee bit closer till 
um, St. John's and Leitrim, you know, only beat by two mm-hmm. points and only beat by a point. But um, just they were hard in Division Two teams at the time. And listen, it, it doesn't. You don't like getting beat. Nobody likes getting beat. But it was never. It was never the the the, the be all and end all. You know, we had prior to the Leitrim game, we had maybe eight boys in the holidays. If we had, the game had went ahead Thursday or Friday, would it? We would have struggled the field, you know. So, and they're coming home on the, the Sunday to play on Monday. So, we it's not an excuse. It's just that's where we were at the time. But I'd say if we could have done a wee bit better if we had done that harder session. But our main target was the the league, and and we geared everything around that. And, and it, as you say, proof was in the, in the pudding, you know. Well, it, it's probably a, a sensible thing not to have, you know, zero in and one goal anyway. You know, um, but when your your squad could be stretched. You know, as you said, your number of players were wrong in a thirty, and maybe the, a, you know, a shotgun approach wouldn't have been as ideal, and, and you know, for, league form may have have dipped. Like, you know, this we were talking off further about two points in in Gaelic football for a win. It really doesn't open up a, a huge gap whenever you're on a winning streak either. No, it, it doesn't. Like, because I was out. Uh... I was talking about Gareth McGinn from from Gareth the other other day at the weekend there, and uh, he just said like we they were discussing like we you know we've only been beat twice all year and we we're not winning the league you know and I, and I was saying well you know we haven't been beat and we're having to go right down to the last day of the season basically or the last game, uh, the second last game of the season to complete the league you know <laughs> you think if you if you haven't been beat all the season and the team behind you've beat beat twice you go to yourself well. The league's wrapped up pretty early, but it's not like, you know, we only wrapped the league up there on Saturday evening, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they still kept us on the hunt an hour before the game. We started, they they already beat Shamrocks by, by a score. So we, we, we already, we had heard that result while we were in Drummond you know. So we knew, mm-hmm. we were actually thinking maybe, didn't know what Drumgath team were going to go out against it, what Shamrocks team were going to be out. But once we knew they had took the points, they were still chomping at the bit for us, you know. Yeah, and I suppose it kept us on your toes anyway, and- like you, you would have uh, liked to win the league on your own merit anyway, so it's it's you know it wasn't a bad thing either. You know it would have been a, a surreal moment to to win the league sitting sitting in the Drummond S change rooms. Oh, listen, even if even if Shamrocks had a beat uh, Drum Gath, I would have been telling the boys that Drum Gath won easy anyway. It wouldn't have mattered. They they never would have found out that result. That was just the, us as a management team would have knew that. But uh, no, I have to say like that's one thing that um, uh, the standards that the, the, the Anaclone boys set. You know, in terms of what they were looking for, they, they didn't ever drop the standards. You know, and in, in terms of maybe the different personnel, the different games that were were, were coming up. You know, it could have been very easy after beating four or five. Uh, teams in a row you could have got very complacent mm-hmm. and I have to say there hasn't been anywhere uh, at any time in this season where I've said we're, we've got complacent you know and it's it's credit the management team that are, other, that are doing that and the players as well you know because uh, they kept they, they kept just demanding more and more of each, each other every session because they knew it was only a matter you know it was all year Drum Gath, and it's probably more so it's probably Drum Gath that made us keep them uh, standards high because we knew mm-hmm. one slip up and we could we could be in serious trouble, you know. And how did you find the standard of Division Three this year? There's some uh, good teams, as you said, a young Drum Gath team. Um, I was actually at the the Ballymartin Connacht team, and I know um, Ballymartin 
were short of players, but there's still some great quality on show. Like so, go for a pretty, um, there, there, you know, there, there is there is still quality in Division Three, and uh, like the games that we, uh, the Drumgath game, the two games against Drumgath, especially the second one in Drumgath, we literally had to be perfect. We had to do everything that we were meant to be doing on that night, and everything we had set to do worked. You know, we mm-hmm. I'd got to see them. It just happened to be that I was able to get to see them twice. Plus, we we had already played them once, and they were they were very they were very good in what they'd done. But they were very um, uh, you know, they were very approachable in what they were doing, and they were nice. They were nice and neat, and they were powerful and loads of pace and all what they were doing. But the matchups that we got that we had set up that I'd I'd got to watch them as I said. And it all worked because you know one of their players was taken off at half time, and that that was we we had, we had approached this and we had talked about you know if these things and we're trying to get different players into different positions, and I, I'm a big fan of it. If, if we're man marking or touch tight on an inside forward, as soon as he starts going out by the forty five yard line looking for ball, we know we're starting to get at him, you know, and we 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 were seeing that after fifteen minutes and our players it was lifting our players more rather than not, you know what I mean? Because we could see yeah. that they were starting to go out of their comfort zone and we we were happy them playing out there because inside the pace that Jim Gath have would have been frightening for us. And uh, yeah. like I told uh, Stevie, obviously with Jim Gath, their approach like with, or with St. John's, he says, be careful of the, the pace of this team. Like You have to be careful of the pace. Like, you know, and after the game, he said, he, he, he admitted to me, like he says, the pace was frightening. The, 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 they have pace and numbers, half-backs, half-forwards, inside-forwards, you know, which is, and they'll not be far away. Mm-hmm. They'll not um, be far away. Um, just with, uh, one of the, the things, I suppose, I've missed this year myself, taking the year out, would be getting the matchups, you know, studying the opponents and, and getting matchups. I always love that that part of it, you know, to see if you can um how important do you think that that is whenever you go to a game? Is it the number one um you know whenever you're setting up a team, you know, this man could could mark that man and so on. Like, you know, how do you free up your own players as well? Do you think it's 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 high up there on the list of, you know, to get right? I think it's just it's it's up there on its own. It's a way up there mm. and then you get the other things right after that. Um, you, you have this cliche and it's, it's still all there we worry about us and let them and let, and we take care of that you know and I, that's alright mm-hmm. go in there you know that, that's grand go in there and do that sure. but it's low low percentage stuff from my opinion you know I, mm-hmm. and I have my own way of doing it and I prefer to do it that way and it is get the matchups right get the get as much as on, on their team getting them stopped and, and still keeping us in our system and what we're doing you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're still keeping your, you're going touch tight. You're getting the man to man mark as, as job. What are you doing? You're actually putting your corner, you're putting the corner forward or your corner back, just telling him, right, this is who you're taking today. You're not, you're not moving him to say, right, you're playing midfield. You're not, so mm-hmm. he's still playing within the system, only he's thrilled to be marking a certain boy who likes to play on a certain foot. Is this certain dummy? Yeah. This is where he normally shoots from. He, he can't, he, he's, his low percentage shooting slightly out. It all depends on much information you have on the boy, but um, we tried it and any time I couldn't get the games, I would always get somebody else to go to as many games as you could. And we knew it was Bally Martin, Shamrock, you know, uh, Drumgath, Bambridge, them, and, you know, them, they were the teams that were going to be up around the top half of three. Like, so, 
I get people to watch them as much as we could. Like, you know, if we weren't just watching them one off one week before it, and, you know, we got to watch as much as we could. And that, 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 I have to say, like, you know, I spoke to Jim McGowan after the Bally Martin game, and, you know, we were 7 0 up, or 7 1 up after 20 minutes. Made silly mistakes for half time and then the draw, went out the second half and opened it up again. But he just, as happened to talk to him on Sunday, like, and he was just saying, the first 20 minutes, we just couldn't come to grips with what you mm-hmm. were doing. But I was fully aware that they were going to pull a man marking job on Kevy Anderson. So mm-hmm. I basically just lined Kevy at midfield and then approached Kevy to basically play in around my number six position. But sure, mm-hmm. what their man marker came with him and just left us loads of space in front of us mm-hmm. to play. You know, the mm-hmm. man mar- the man marker on the other side of the field was doing his job. You know, he was staying with Kevy Anderson, but I'd pulled Kevy Anderson completely out of the game completely. And, you know, that mm-hmm. was that's the thing that, you know, once they came to grips with that and then they dropped off us, the last 10 minutes of the first half, we couldn't stop that because we couldn't adjust to get up the field a bit. We got our first bit right, but we couldn't get our second bit right, you know, and that was both managers counteracting each other on, on the night, you know. Yeah, and I suppose that, 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 it's, it's, it's that, that that really gets the blood flowing during the games as well, you know, the constant thinking of, you know, the chess moves, really. Yeah, you have to constantly think and you have to, you have to, it's chess moves and you smart moves and then you make moves mm-hmm. and you say, well, that didn't work. That's yeah. the, that, that makes a difference as a manager or a coach. Um, is he going to stick with it and then maybe blame the player, or is he going to say, right, that's not working? Maybe switch him back and move him somewhere different. You know, so um, you see a lot of people don't change it, or maybe maybe blame the player. Well, sometimes you just have to uh, maybe shouldn't have done that. You know, um, <laughs> and you know, and then there's not as bad as you maybe you know you shouldn't have done it, and you hear people behind the wire shouting at you for doing it, and, you, and then you get more stubborn, you don't want to move it, but you have to just say no, move that. That was a bad move there, you know. So, listen, it doesn't matter whether you're as we were winning the league or you're getting bottom, you'll still get some of them right and wrong, you know. That's right, and I think it is like a, a, a value to have is humility in you know when you're a coach or a manager that you know to hold your hand up sometimes because you're not going to get it right all the time. Even Jim Gavin doesn't get it right all the time, as we've seen you know in the in the drawing um, yeah. on Ireland final, you know. But it, it's I suppose it's about Taking on the chin and learning from it, and yeah. putting it in the bank for experience. Yeah, oh, there is, there is, there is. The best one I heard this year. I'll give you a laugh. This one, uh, we were playing out a call and uh, lost the full back after about ten minutes dead leg. Uh, didn't have any. The big full forward out call was causing us problems, you know. So last moved a couple of boys in. It wasn't working out. Last ten minutes before half time, I thought just let's get in at half time, get the game settled. You know, we're we're, we're four points down. So I put Gary McCardle the the full back, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, first two balls in, Gary came out and sort of broke it away, and but then next minute they had three shots all went wide, but it was nothing to do with nothing to do with um the full back or Gary or whatever, and next minute the goalkeeper kicked the three balls out and Addy Call caught all three of them, you know, and straight straight by <laughs> straight behind me, he says. What is he at? If we have the best midfielder in the county and he's playing full back, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what happens. That uh, is what happens. Bro. That's what happens. I said, uh, I couldn't stop laughing because the full, he didn't care about the full forward scoring one four before. He just, he just seen that we weren't winning the midfield battle. So I had to get him in at half time, and then uh, he went out and played him back in the midfield in the second half. And Gary, 
guy, I think he wasn't happy being in the fullback as he came out and had an absolute stormer in the second half of midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should bring that boy behind the wire under the management team. You see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're never, you're never going to please everyone. Yeah, you're, you're never ever going to please everyone. And I suppose it's, it's just how how strong your convictions are as well, and and their decisions as well. But Karen, just on the like. What have you learnt? Um, what's been the biggest takeaway from from this year as a, a manager yourself? Um, there's just been it, it, dealing with a with a, with a huge squad and winning constantly and having to try and keep them all happy. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a real test. You know what I mean? Um, one that probably I wasn't able to do all the time, you know, and, and as you said, there it's, it's impossible to keep everybody happy, but just trying to keep a, a happy balance there and trying to uh, get everybody as much game time as I possibly could, you know what I mean? You can, yeah, it's, it's hard with different, different, different personnel for different, different games, and you know, what the way it worked for us this year, we'd You'd staggered you'd you tougher games in the slightly or slightly lesser game as as it worked out when but you still have to treat them all as tough games you know so you don't want to be making a string of changes while um but that's um, you're new to it you're young and you know so you have to I'll, I'll you just take that one and I'll have to just be 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 shrewder and and how mm-hmm. I controlling a bigger squad you know that was last year I didn't have a bigger squad so you were making maybe with one or two changes a week you were getting beat in division two so you were able to you needed to make the changes you know mm-hmm. but nobody wants to be right okay you okay you scored one four last week but you know your 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 teammate your friend your colleague maybe, maybe sometimes your their their, their brother or cousin didn't matter you know that they're going to get a chance tonight but they still they wouldn't be happy and you have to accept that players don't like being on the bench too. I would have been an absolute nightmare if I was asked to go to sub and let somebody else play. So I understand that bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so no, that's, that's one thing yeah. to learn from, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's the man management part of it is, I would say, the toughest part. But you know, as you say, um, you know, once I suppose it just comes down to experience and, and knowing your players as well. But you know, it seemed to have worked out for you anyway. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. You, you're with them. You're only with them two hours, just slightly over two hours a week, and then you have a match, and then you know. So it's it's hard, you know, to, to cram it all in because players come in and go just as the training starts and finishes, and you know, it's it's. But you know, everybody just wants to play. You only pick fifteen, but you would hate to have only have fifteen. That would that be worse. Okay. That'd be worse scenario. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I suppose uh, uh, another great week, and for another team. Would be Agnes and Finn, who got promoted to Division Three from Division Four. So, uh, great strides uh, by that club, um, you know, and they've got a championship final to look forward to as well. So, it's really is a club in the up. Yeah, well, no matter what way the, the the championship final goes now, this year has been a huge success for them, you know, and, and getting mm-hmm. out getting out of four. Uh, I'm sure you know everything's going towards the championship final now, and they'll be buzzing going into it, but they'll still be buzzing after it regardless, you know. And um, some great lads are some boys that um, you know, one of them be lads I would have played youth football with, and then there's boys that I would have run about with no no off there, but they're just they're, they're just stuck together, you know. And they've been through hard times, and now they're going through real good times, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I remember they joined up with. Uh, 
St. John's, I think it might have been, they joined at minor level there maybe a couple yeah. of years ago and yeah. they played carried off. Some of the football, I actually refereed that game and some of the football was on, on display from them lads were, were was um was very refreshing, you know, and it's good to see it's coming through and you know, and they're doing it for their club. The same same names are still still popping up there and so exciting to see and fair play to them, you know, they, they stuck with it. Mm-hmm. No, and um, it's it's great to see. My best memory of Falkness and Finn is doing the the Finn mud mud run there recently, um, a couple of years ago when I'm still still trying to get into that. But it's it's good it's good to see them on the on the on the bounce. So um, and they'll be in Division Three. And I suppose, Ken, I just want to get your thoughts on you know who they're going to be swapping positions with, really, because. It's still very tight down there. It is very tight. It is extremely tight. Um, and we, well, Bally Martin are, are playing Jamara th- this weekend, you know, so um, Jamara could get get themselves two points there to, to help their, their case, but it's mm-hmm. going to be a hell of a task, you know, because Bally Martin put up a big scoreline with quite a few, few boys missing last weekend and they're yeah. back uh, and they'll want to be finishing the league as high as they possibly can, you know, so um. After that, Jamara have us to play for, and um, we're still we'll still be going strong for it, and still want to be remain um successful at home, and still want to be lifting that uh trophy on the last day as uh at winners. You know what I mean? We don't want to mm-hmm. be um listen. Mm-hmm. They, it, it's it's going to be their you know it's our job to win, but it's also their job to to beat us. You know, so mm-hmm. we'll be it'll be tough for them. You know they've they've two tough ones left. You know what I mean? But you know. Jamar on their day, you know, it's, you know they can they can have a they can have a real go. You know what I mean? Because when I day when I watch them in Drummond a few weeks ago, and you know they definitely opened up a big scoreline, and you know could have been a lot more for them on, on the day. You know because yeah. they have pace. There's some young players that are coming through, and they're good and energetic, and you know the experienced heads are, are smart there as well. You know so, but I don't know that it's going to be tough. You know it's going to be tough for them, and um, you've. The Connacht and Bosco, you've quite a few in around there, and it's just it's so you're only a win, one win away from it, but you're one defeat from going right into it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I was talking. I was as I said, I was at the the Ballymore and the Connacht game. I was talking to the Connacht man actually, and he was telling me that they've just been decimated by injuries this year, and um, even before half time, they lost another player with the with the nasty looking injury as well. So, um. You know, I think they're just struggling for for to getting bodies back. I don't, I don't think they had too many subs. I think one or two, maybe. You know, so like, they just could be struggling at this moment. Now, Pete Junior tipped them to get out of it, but you know they're going to have to rally the troops and really pull together to get it to to find a bit of form. Yeah, they are. Like you know, um, I'd hate to go against them because he turned around and remind me in about three weeks' time if they did get out of it. You know what I mean? So I'll not say anything. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, there's tomorrow the, the ones are also saying to me about uh, Pete saying that they're they're definitely going down. So he's, he's in the bad books no matter where he goes. So I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you just concentrate on, on lifting the trophy. It is a tricky one. It is a tricky one for them down there. But you know, it's going to be at this stage who actually wants it the most. You know, that's what's going to come down. Mm-hmm. To. It's 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 going to be a final for every every time they play now. And listen, I don't know about yourself, but I've been in a couple of relegation battles and thankfully come out the right end of them. You know. 
But I will. I think I've been I'm trying to think now. I think I've been in maybe five and, and lost more than. Well, I can't say um, uh, <laughs> too much about that, but um, no, uh, like exactly. And this is where uh, you know the nerves start, and you're just every every score against you, you're just, you know, it is about mental strength as well. Like, you know, you're looking for your big players now to, to step up, take the games by the scruff of the neck. And, you know, you're looking for them easy scores. You know, teams that can get the easy scores, they don't have to work that too much, too hard for it, sort of went on top in these games. Yeah. No, it, it, it will be. The, the, the big players will be stepping up, you know, and the, the, the ground starts going to be a bit softer underfoot as well. So anything, anything can happen, you know, it's, um, it's 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 not a nice place to be. It's just not a nice no. place to be. You know, no. nobody starts out the start of the season to, to wanting to be into it. You know what I mean? But um, two points at this stage could be huge for any one of them teams. You know, and that's very basic of saying that. But it, it, it will be. You know, it'll be they'll be putting everything in the line in in every game, every every minute they have left. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll watch it with uh, eagerness and, and to see. And I suppose we'll be uh, in future shows. We'll be talking about you know the the permutations for Division One, Two, and Three to see um, how it's going to shape up. But that's that's the league form over with Cairn. And I suppose uh, after break, we'll we'll talk to the about the semi final games of the intermediate and the senior championship. Super stuff. Man. Hello and welcome back, part three. Karen, I suppose the um the game of the week last week was born against Goku. Uh, I don't know if you did you did you make it, Daniel? For the replay? No, 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 no. That was we, our game was moved to the half five in Drummond Right. Week. Um. So we 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 never got out, you know. But I was able to get, once I got back home, uh, I was able to watch the rest of it on the on the link, you know. Well, for a pity for making it home that night. You know oh, no, no, no. I went home. I went home to home and had dinner first with, with the wife, and then I went out. Like, so it was very romantic. I was watching my phone and uh, eating dinner. But I suppose, like, it was a, maybe a, a reversal of, of the game where the first game, Kuku were on top, and then Burn uh, sort of galvanized at the end and, and, and you know, brought up their replay. but you know, Burn are going to be kicking themselves for not managing this game better in the last 10 minutes because Koku again, you know, I just, I think Carl Avery now has, has gone into, um, you know, being talked about as, as one of the best club players ever because, you know, he still can produce, you know, these moments of magic. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic, you know, but just you said there, Burn kicking themselves because their, their management, you know, their, their game management as such, you know, Kalku's game management really, really impressed me over the two over the two fixtures. Like, you know, the way they, they didn't panic when they when they go behind, and then when they get in front, you know, they, they, they don't panic, they don't try and do anything different. You know, they, they they slow the game down. They know they know when to go with the ball, and you know. So, I just thought there was a there was a time in the in the in the replay game there that um, Connor got the ball and he. Stepped inside, and there's, I can't remember somebody came driving off his shoulder, and more more teams, more players than enough would have slipped that ball to the shoulder, not 
being aware of what's going on around him. He steps out of the herd of players and just slots the ball over the bar, brings Kuku back to three points. And it was that point that just turned it for Kuku, you know? It turned mm-hmm. it for them to get back in and around again. And that just, you know, at that stage, maybe trying to force the goal that wasn't on, you know, that's whenever his, just his his management and, and you know, his experience and his know-how was just, it was pivotal, you know? And even in the, mm-hmm. the, the first game, the, the work, the goal, again, when they were behind as well, you know? It came from him, quick hands as well, you know. So, um, he's very good, you know, and he has been for years, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and you know they're gonna need, uh, they're gonna need these players again because we just run through the fixtures. Um, on the Friday night we've got Ballyhone Warren Point, and then we have the two intermediate games on the on the Saturday Shamrocks against Star Cross. St. John's against Glen, and then on the Sunday night, it's Clonduff against Kilcoo. I suppose we'll talk about the intermediate games first, Kieran, and a team that you've come up against. Um, probably have shocked a few people getting this far, would be uh, the Shamrocks. Yes. Um, it probably, they probably have. There's no point saying any lies. They're Division 3 side, and then they probably have shocked people from getting to the semi final. But. Um, Certainly, they the, the haven't shocked shocked me yet, you know, because coming up against them, they, they have a again very similar to uh, Drum Gaff. They, they have a serious pace and running, you know. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they just we played them a few weeks ago and they literally just left the shooting boots behind that night, but because they literally opened us up time and time again by just running the ball through the hands doing it at speed, staying out of the tackle, doing all the th- the right things at the right moments and then, you know, just didn't take their scores. But then the following week, they scored 4-7, you know what I mean? So they, they, they got it right on the right day, you know what I mean? So there's no reason why they couldn't open up scores again, you know, and just taking them. Just think experience could go against them. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I think could go against them. But, you know, experience, how much does it count? In a, in a semi-final compared to a final that you know it could be they could be still on the up and, and loving it because they're in a semi-final and they could go through with that but I still think Dark Cross is just a wee bit more experience on the, on, on the shake of this one but I wouldn't I wouldn't rely Shamrocks you know having a good rattle at it yeah, I've been very impressed with Dark Cross though um, I haven't actually seen Shamrocks this year but um, Dara Cross, uh, I think Matt Hardy's just he's too good at, at midfielder. I don't know who uh, Shamrock's midfield is, but um, in the games I've seen Dara Cross now, you know, um, Big Hardy's come out on top in all aspects, even his tackling now, he seems to improve a lot. I'd have, uh, he definitely has, but he, not Rafferty, he makes him up against Rafferty, Rafferty take him all over the field, you know what I mean? It'll, mm-hmm. be, it'll be to see where, where they are, but listen, that's. I'm sure people, most people in Division Two have been doing that till him this year, so he'd be well, he'd be well glued into that, and he'd be well up for that. And Matt always keeps himself in in tremendous shape. So, but he'll definitely, he'll definitely have his hands full with with uh, young Rafferty. You know what I mean? So, um, I wouldn't be that'll be a battle. And but as you say, you know, you've been impressed with Matt, and I've heard a lot of lot of reports this year from him, and I was very impressed with him with, with last year. You know, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've Anton McGotten and Marcus Muskelly inside, you know what I mean? And then you've obviously Mark McMahon, who's going to run his socks off for, for Dara Cross, you know what I mean? So, 
uh, McKinney and McConvey in, de, in defence, you know, so mm-hmm. they have a, such a strong spine there and then have a lot of youth coming off, off the other side of that, you know what I mean? But, you know, we still, you've still Jody and Jack playing for the Shamrocks there, like, you know, they'll, they still go well up for, they'd be a handful for any team, it would, no matter what level it is, you know what I mean? But, um, I think it'll be, it could be uh, of a pivotal point on, on terms of you saying of the midfield battle there, but the, the, this, Shamrock's goalkeeper on his day his restarts are fantastic if they can get the ball out and get a running game going um, they can keep it they can turn this game in on his head but if they can't get it out if, if Darkross squeeze them in then it could be a tough day at the office you know yeah because uh, um, just when you said about restarts there Roy Muscali um, impressed me as well with his kickouts you know he tries to get the ball away quick and he has that option of, of hitting the midfield then whenever you know teams do push up on him yeah, um, you know it's a great weapon to have because if a team is pushing is pushing up, the, you know you're you're leaving like because Darrell Cross do play a counter attacking style, you know they bring the corner forward out. So like you're leaving Marcus, um, who's still you know the you know the, he's the years are, are going by, but he's still you know one of the like his brain hasn't slowed down, and he's so like no, he, no, he, it he hasn't. He's just in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the new young fellas running off them. You know, I just think Darrell Cross and their experience, as you said, like they've been about that intermediate now a good few years. They're making semi finals now, you know, recent enough. Yeah, oh, they they have, you know, and they weren't far away last year either, you know what I mean? They're they're, they're probably living off that, you know, they're they're chomping at the bit every moment because I know last year hurt them, you know. Um, speaking to a few other players, and they thought last year might have been their year, you know. So they'll want to be pushing and want to go one step further this year, you know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So we're both going for Dark Cross there, Karen, is it? I, I, I do believe Dark Cross will have just too much experience for them, you know, but I, I still think it could be a, a it could be a tough, tough day at the office for them, you know. Good, good, good. And uh, the next one up, which uh, probably um, my tip. For the for the championship, Glen against uh, St John's, and you know, was it St John's that you come up against last? Uh, Leighton beat us last, but we did play yeah. St John's in in, in yeah. the second round there. You know, now St John's have, have I suppose both teams have been um, this far in the league um, this this year, and you know, they're still uh, strong strong teams for for this championship. They are they're, they're seriously strong teams, and you know you you've tipped Glen from right from the start. To be fair to you, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they they probably have been a strong unit, and people's probably surprised and where they are in the league and their form's not that good, and then you think they get players back, and you think they're going to pick up, and it doesn't happen for them at times. But you know they still have serious serious talent there. You know you you know so there will be a tough ask for them. You know Matty Bagnell's still probably the key player and makes things happen. And even on on his off day, if if he if he anything in 50, 55 yards from from a dead ball situation is, is probably a score against you. You know so um, the St John's are going to have to get uh, to get a lot of things right on the, on the day for. But the, 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 by no means will St John's be be worried in terms of you know. Fearful, the 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 they'll probably respect them as such, but the, you know that they're they weren't far away in both league games, home and away. You know, so mm-hmm. I think there was only a, a matter of five points between the the two defeats, maybe a two point defeat at home and three points away. I'm not sure that the two results were. You know, 
but you have to look like St John's went to Longstone the other a few weeks ago and seriously got it right. Seriously mm-hmm. got everything right and, and and racked up a scoreline of six goals and seven points in Longstone. That that's just unheard of to be fair to do some teams do that in Longstone. Uh, I don't believe there's any senior team that's went and scored six goals in in Longstone in, in my time, and I don't recall it. You know, so um, if they get that like the night that they played us. Uh, in the championship, they they get a couple of goals, three goals in the first half, and that could have been easily five or six goals. You know, they they they've got a, a seriously good uh transition. You know, and they're you know, Fran Francie Poland's in there, and obviously Marty Clark and Stevie coaching them, and you can see that coming through. You know, they they don't they don't just watch one and twos. That they literally come at you in numbers, and they don't they try and. They try and get the right man with the ball at the right time, you know, take the keeper out of the situation, you know, and, and play the ball home. You know, there's nobody trying to maybe smash one in from you know, outside the 13 metre line, the angles running, they're, they're slipping the ball across. And, you know, I think the, the six goals they got against Longstone, I think five of them were, were nearly 2v1s. And, you know, the out of the three goals they got against us, the, the two of them were, 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 were nearly 3v1s they walked into the net, you know. So they've done serious, serious amount of work on that, you know. And just St John's, I just remember them. I've seen them a couple of times last year and out there, and um, when Strava came up against them, they were always seemed a big, a big physical team. But you know, have they have they changed now to, to more of a running style, or is it? Um, what way is have they set up here? Well, the night they set up against us, you know, they were. Um... They give us a lot of respect, which you know was obviously the beat us, so it's not really doesn't really matter. But it was good to see at the time, you know, they they give us a lot of respect on what we had approached, and um, we we took a wee bit of an early lead, and they pulled everybody directly behind the ball, bar maybe two inside, and then they just released the ball long in the McKay. You know, the, he's a massive target for them, and but once. They they got us settled. Then they they went at a running game. You know they 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 they, they brought in a running game to it, and um you know they they seriously caused us serious problems. We couldn't get stopped, and as I say, they got three quick goals, and they easily could have had at least another two before half time. You know it was um the first goal was was as good a goal as I've seen. You know they they dragged us out to one side of the field and quick switch of play and they come off there was literally two boys standing at the far sideline just waiting on it and come off at angles and you know it was it was definitely a, a one that they'd worked on because once it once the ball switched and I turned and seen it I, I knew we were in trouble straight away you know mm-hmm. and they um, come off and Bob slipped inside and the boy palmed at home you know and I, and I suppose like you know with Marty uh, Francie and, and Stevie there you know they're getting you know Great coaching and and you know it probably is now just picking the right option as you said you know that the finer details now that that's you know as you you know we're saying about the the six goals against Longstone um sometimes it just takes a uh, one performance for everything to click and for boys to believe then and what they're doing yeah well I I would say like you know after watching them against the Drumgath you know that Drumgath they, they were very cautious and. Um, and they give Drumgath uh, a lot of respect too but I would say they would have left that game disappointed which is probably ideal for, for Marty and his team you know it's probably it's probably they were if that went out there and put a high score line on against uh, Drumgath they probably would have had a false you know sort of scenario where they are but 
they didn't, you know, they won 14 to not 14, and there was a goal, or sorry, four points, and I think it was a goal anyway, but um, they got over the line, they, they done it, they were, they were happy with it, you know, they got over the line, they're in the semi-final, but I know they just weren't overly convinced in the performance, and their, and their key players on that night didn't perform well prior to that against us, their key players were very good, so I said, I was talking to Stevie, and I said, like, that's grand, you know, don't be too, too beat up about it, because the next day out, you want your key players to respond again because then the day, if they maybe jumping too early, you could have problems, you know. And they're mm-hmm. they're key players on song, like you know what I mean. John Clark, you know what you're going to get out of John Clark, regardless of what mm-hmm. he needs you, what he's doing. John Clark's going to still be probably one of the the, the, the best players in in media championship on show on Saturday, you know. Whether St John's win or not, he's probably still going to be. It just he's got that flair about him, you know. He's the swagger about him. He retains possession of the ball very well, and he knows where the where the where the score where the score is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's, it's up to Glenn now to come out with the plan. But um, the Glenn have impressed me. Like Tony Bagnell, I seen Liam Bagnell was on the line. Brendan Grant, you know, and like they still have a sprinkling of youth, and, and Stevie Clark still in in the middle of the park, you know, directing things, but. Up front, I just think, you know, people are talking about Matty Bagnall and, and Matty's done absolutely fantastic this year, but young Brooks has, you know, showed he's, he can step up. Uh, Joe Sands as well, up, up top. Yeah. And, you know, Jack McCartan as well. You know, like Jack, I think, will be, will be called him in the county team this year because, you know, he is such a handful. Ah, he, he should he should be he should be called upon Joe Sands, you know, as you just mentioned there, he'll be a handful for the boys on on Saturday, you know what I mean? But um, I, I still the 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 qualities in that, you know, it's not too long ago these boys were playing in, in the senior championship, and mm-hmm. probably wasn't too long ago that these boys were 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 putting the putting the flag to the mast to say that that's the, what they were looking to win, you know what I mean? Obviously, a few boys going travelling and things happening that. That maybe just didn't materialise, but you know they definitely were given bigger the the biggest teams in this county the uh, bigger big scores not so long ago. So that's where their experience and all comes in, and that's probably what's gonna maybe edge them closer to the line on on Saturday. You know. Yeah, and uh, like Glenn can can mix it too, as you said. You know they can. You know if they need to shut up shop for a while to see, you know where where teams are at. Um. You know, they can they can bring a, bring that counter attacking style as well. So I suppose it's going to be uh, who blinks first in this one here. It, it is it is. I'm sure both teams will mirror each each other uh, mm-hmm. uh, very very well at the start. You know what I mean? They'll suss it out, and I don't think there's going to be any team going to come out uh, maybe the first five six ten minutes and think right we we'll, we're trying to open up a scoreline here and see what happens. You know because there will be curious that you could open up and maybe get caught and then they could be chasing the tail the rest of the game especially with the both teams very very comfortable at uh, putting numbers behind the ball and saying well nothing happens here you know because mm-hmm. we, we had a serious serious wind until at least the night that we played St John's and the instructions on the field was ser- just nothing was to happen and we didn't, reg- <laughs> we didn't register a score for 14 minutes and like we, we only get beat by two points at the end of that game and you, that was fourteen minutes that we didn't score, and it was just you know it was just their their game management and how they went about that. They didn't just sit in. They didn't just stay there and say, "Well, let's come on, see, see if you can break us down." You know, they come out new whenever the danger was happening. They come out and absorb the danger, pushed us back a bit. When they got the ball, they were just weren't giving it away. They were trying to gain as much yards as they possibly could, 
And then when they got their freeze, they knew, well, even if he was pulled by the jersey, it was, that meant the physio had to come on the field and sort the whole thing out and, mm-hmm. you know, take two or three minutes. But listen, I'm all for that. If that's what needs to be happening <laughs> for, for games, that, that's for, I'm not going to hold that against anybody. I don't mean that. They don't be trying to make excuses. But that's that's what the sort of thing to do. And that's that's huge in, in terms of that 14 minutes we didn't score. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then whenever we were nine, we were nine points down at that stage and I'd said to our boys, you know, just keep tipping away at a score. You know, we just need a score every two or three minutes and keep the scoreboard ticking. And we didn't for 14, so then we started forcing the goal and we shouldn't have, you know, because when you look back now, if there was a couple of chances that we were shooting for goals that never were on. Well, they had to the point at that stage, you, you never know, but it's all it's all spots and maybes. But I just thought that first 14 minutes was was uh, fantastic for what they do and I know they've done it against uh, Drumgath as well and I know Drumgath weren't very pleased about it but you're listening that's the, the, the best uh, team in Ireland at the minute very good at doing it so why shouldn't the club team do it you know yeah and I suppose it's, it's coming up with ways of, of you know breaking it down as well you know that's that's the beauty of it you know you've got the ball so and if you can't do it then you know that's so it makes you a better coach as well, coming up with ways of of getting around it as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what you have to do, and it's it's uh, that's what everybody's starting to form now. They're starting to realise how long you know. I read some of the day about you know it's why is too many people emphasising on this is how we set up to defend. While you know most coaches are now starting to say, well, if we attack like this, you know, it's going to put the the other team in, in, in defensive mode. You know, so mm-hmm. that's it'll 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 do. We spin. Yep. Yep. I suppose uh, I'm going to push you for, are you going to go uh, <laughs> with your own mate, Stevie, with uh, St. John's win, or do, can you see Glenn um, upsetting the odds uh, of it? I'm going to just, I'm going to play this one safe, and I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I think St. John's will do it, for the simple reason is, because if we go for Glenn and St. John's do do it, I'll not be, I've been listening to them for about a month. Uh, so, so at least if I say St. John's, like, <laughs> uh, no, but listen, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just call it. I do think. I do think Glenn will just have a wee bit too much experience for them. That after coming mm-hmm. out of playing senior championship for long, most of them's played in that level. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. John's um, get it. Get it right in the day. There could be. A, there could be the. Could be the answer to any team in that in that uh, sector, you know what I mean. So, but uh, if I had to be forced for it, I would, I'll say Glen Glen Legit. Good stuff. So we're both going for Glen win. Sorry, yeah. boys, but <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to them. Not selective here now. I suppose we'll go, um, and I suppose it's, it's uh, a story that keeps on being told is Bally Holmes resurgence, Kieran, in the in the senior championship. Um, we'll just take a wee short break, and we'll come back with Bally Holmes against Warren Point. Hello, and welcome back, Kieran. Bally Holmes against Warren Point. I suppose Bally Holmes keep on. Uh, Going against the odds on our producing, yeah, it is. It's like 
there's Paul Murphy. He goes against every odds. He's <laughs> he's getting older and getting better. I don't know what's going on. You know, so it's uh it's one of them things, isn't it? Like you know what I mean. Listen, this will be this will be a super game Friday night. I'm really looking forward to this game now. You know what I mean? It's um it's going it's going to have everything I think because there's a just uh, to be you know there's a super blend of youth in both sides. You know, um and then it's just going to be the experience. You know, is 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 Paul Murphy and um and John Boyle are gonna are they gonna mark each other? Who's gonna come out on top? Who's gonna who's gonna be the pivotal maybe the 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 the, the link man and the and the stopper? Uh, who's gonna come out on top of that one? You know, um so it'll be interesting. And do you think um having played each other, you know, it's always a dangerous whenever you win them games. You're playing a team that you've already defeated. Do you think I could play any burn in it? Well, I can only go back to talking to Jim McGowan, Bobby Morton manager. Uh, he says to me uh, after he pulled Shamrocks in the championship again, he says, we've beat these boys three times already. You know, we've beat mm-hmm. them three, twice in the league and once in the championship. And he says, I mean, next minute, speaking of it, we on the 11 game on, on Sunday morning there. And I say, he, he says to them, you're right. You know, he says, listen, we just had, you know, we had changed it up a couple of times and they just got the measure on us on that day, you know. So it could have that, but uh, it's going to come down like this and serious, serious, serious buzz around Ballyhoman at the minute, you know, with reaching a semi-final. They, they haven't done that since, I think, 2014 when they reached their first semi-final, you know, at senior level. So, um, you know, it's it's a huge buzz for them now, you know. I suppose more point for the upcoming team and down, uh, like, I suppose they've, they've been making great strides recently as well and, you know, maybe they think this is their time. Yeah, they, they do. You know, they've been hitting a, a real rattle, and you know, you can probably look at it and say, well, um, they were sitting in, in your top of Division One at the stage last year, and maybe did the fall short in the championship because of that. Maybe if they took a different approach this year, you know, don't get me wrong, they're, they're still they're still on the the sixteen points or whatever they're on. They need another win, you mm-hmm. know, just to keep them out of the, out of that sort of messiness. But they'll get. I'd say they'll get that all right. But I think if they took a different approach, or they of they put. Not all their eggs, but if they put more focus on towards the championship, you know it. It certainly looks like that way. You know what I mean. But they, they had serious, um, serious potential. That it's um, against Longstone. I watched them there a few weeks ago. It was they were really good all over the field. You couldn't really pick anywhere where you say you know they, they were 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 weaker than any other in top division one team, or maybe it could be exploited. It was, it was a danger. Like there was a boy I'd never heard of or seen before that day. It was a boy Rory McCormick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, and somebody had said that uh, somebody sitting beside me and it, it mentioned is does he hold a, a record if had some running for Ireland or something? I don't know what well, he must do something some running. I don't know what he does, mm-hmm. but he seriously his positioning was just was frightening that that night against Longstone, you know, because he just was one of these players where when he wasn't involved with the play, he was right on the sideline right on it. He wasn't trying to just get himself in and Longstone Man had to come and follow him because when he opened up his legs, he was getting away from him. So when he was coming and following him, it was leaving a huge part of the space and then, you know, like, uh, Donick was just causing all sorts of problems after that with that space. You know, you see too many young fellas now that always just want to be involved. Just, I need to be in there, I need to be in there. doesn't matter whether you play them at 15 or you play them at 2, they'll still be in the middle of the field looking the ball. You know what I mean? They'll still be all over the place. He really kept. I was really, really impressed with him against the stone. You know, so um, 
they're they're firing up new boys every year, you know, from the point which is which is great to see. Obviously, the the youth system and what they've been doing and the success there's coming through, you know. So, do they think that this their this is their year? Uh, I'm sure inside their changing room, that's exactly what they're thinking, you know. Yeah, and it is one point now. I've I've been knocking at the door, and I think like even last year, you know, they were the kick of the ball away from from reaching the final as well, and and maybe. As you said, you know, I think it is a conscious decision this year. You know, the league. I think now with that sixteen points, uh, you know, I think they are kind of out of the mire a wee bit. You know, still have to play. Uh, still got two games in hand. Well, some teams, but um, I just think now that you know now knows his best fifteen. I'm sure by now. So um, it's going to be interesting, as you say. I think it's going to come up the matchups. As well, because you know, Ballyholm now. I've had a look at, at Warren Point, and you know, everyone knows Warren Point's danger man. So it's up to now that maybe come up with something different that Ballyholm just mightn't be expecting. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know who the point have and what they're going to do. It's but it's all right saying that it's, it's, it's another thing stopping them because on on their day, like them them boys is. Is is as good as anybody, you know, and uh, so it's Ballyholm really be have to be on the tip of their toes, and I know without naming names, like there's a few injuries there and of key players that probably aren't going to make it on Friday night, was probably a bit of a big blow for Justy. I was disappointed and was talking in the day, disappointed on it, but listen, that's that's unfortunately the nature of the beast at this stage of the year, you know. Yeah, and, and championship football's unforgiving, like week week on week now, isn't it? That you know, it's big game after big game, and I suppose putting the bodies through, um, you know, yeah. matches the funny one as well. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was picked up in training last night. To be fair, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was um, it was one of them things. But listen, you know, he live he live more, he live more to to do, he live more there for to go with it. But he knows that he knows the dangers that more point has. But more point will have to. Be aware of the dangers that the Ballyhone have too, you know. But um, it'll it'll be a real, real. I would say it'll be an edge of the seat one. So well being Friday night, the it'll it'll have everything. I think. Yep, we look forward to that there up in your eye. Just on that, um, on the the senior pictures, Karen, I see the the county board have put a two pound on on the under sixteen. So, um, yeah, you know, I just think it's a bit strange and. I don't totally agree with it at all. I think I think the the warning was was enough. You know the people. You know, you know where your 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 kids are. Don't be letting them run wild, sort of in Parkester. But well, maybe the thing was then, you know, to, to put on more stewards or or to pay a company to do the steward and then, you know to clear the 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 stands. You know, behind the stands during the matches. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think the two pounds gonna do anything at all. Really, like. No, I think I think it's um, listen. They need to do something to to, to to solve whatever situation they're, they're struggling with. But mm-hmm. um, the the two pound one, you know, it's a strange one. You know, we're talking about the youth of the day not having um, things to do, and you know, you know, it's nice to know where they are and what they're doing at times. You know, with with their parents mm-hmm. and you know, turning them away from from matches there. Is is not the right thing to do, and people can say two pounds. Two pounds, all right, to, to to somebody like Michelle. But if you're coming out of out of school, and somebody says to you on a Friday night or a Saturday, Sunday night that you know that you, not every kid at that age 
gets the two pound, and if, if you have three or four kids and their, their cousin and friends want to go too, you could be could be a struggle for a lot of people, you know. But I think it's a real strange one, that, you know, that the, the county board doing that, you know. I think I think it was a, a hasty hasty decision, and probably one that they look back for and say it's going to be a one off, you know, and realize that it wasn't the the right thing, you know. But your Connor was going mad; they weren't giving him his money back to the link last week. <laughs> 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 he could mad for a fiver the rest of that oh, thing. He was, going, he was going mad with us, so we had, to, we, had to get, we had to get him calmed down. <laughs> we'll have a whip round for him to, to go to the match. Maybe he should just start going to matches and he'd maybe learn a thing or two. Uh, but, he, would, he would have an excuse that way he couldn't go. <laughs> you're ready, but, but I, I suppose the, uh, I think it was just shooting from the hip a wee bit and, you know, hopefully it will be sorted after, after this one because, you know, common sense has to be a, a warning and you know for a reminder just for people to, to be a bit more respectful even to each other in the stands as well you know it's not you know no one wants to hear the some of the language in that there as well you know it's it's what makes Jay unique as well in sports that we all every supporter and every every club you know and every county mix in in the stands not there so you know I think I will have to remember that as well. Yeah, I would do surely. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that that, that it'll change up very soon. You know, they'll realise. Listen, listen. We're we're all human. We all make silly mistakes, and I think that it is a silly mistake they've made. You know. Yep. So. I suppose the last the last game that that people have been talking about now, um. Clondoff against Kilku. Um, these teams haven't played this year, Kieran, because of an ongoing court case. I don't know anything about it, so I can't comment on on the finer details of it. And you know, it'd be silly for me to to, to weigh in on it. But yeah. um, you know, this this one then is is probably people has caught people's imagination as well. With you know them having not played this year, um, and you know local rivals as well. So. You know, it is sort of the the one everyone I think will be going to on Sunday. It will. It will be. It'll be um, mouthwatering and say the least. Like you know what I mean. They're the two both accent sides. Both of them will live in the head. Both of them will will be to be fighting right to the very end. You know what I mean. So, um, with not playing each other in the league so far, do they know much about each other? Of course they do. They know each each other inside out. These these both these management teams will be be watching uh, close eye. But it's just going to be. Who perfects it the best, you know, and who who want who who uh, comes out on top of the of the individual battles, and um, it's just one. I'm just gonna call it short. I still think Kilku will have will have much will, will just have too much, you know. I think Kilku will will start you know semi finals and finals, and the, their management, their game management, their individual player management will just be so superior. I still don't believe. It's, I don't believe it, it's it's ready for anybody to, to, to beat them at this stage, you know. No, and, and I suppose look, um you know the thing I find about even coming up against Goku and trying to uh, sort of gaze the matchups and that there you're you were running out of players by the end of it. Like you were you're right, Conor Albert needs marked, uh you know, Rand Johnson needs marked, uh Drone Johnson needs marked, Eugene Brannigan needs marked, uh Dilly Ward needs more, you know, and you were sort of sitting there going, geez, I don't have enough defenders here to cover all these boys. And then the next thing you know, PD's popping up with three or four long range scores and that there. And, you know, 
So I suppose yeah. when I'm done, I have to come up with a plan um, to counteract Cuckoo's threats from different angles as well. The do and the thing that I'm seeing from Cuckoo this year, and I'm really impressed with it, is they're very uh, in mobile in, in in attack in terms of. Connor's not just playing inside forward. Jerome's not just playing a full forward. PD's just not playing eleven. There's times you could see PD popping up in corner forward. There's in, in during games he can just drift in and maybe stand at the edge of the square and pick up balls. They seem to be having uh, maybe the, the the free the maybe the word freedom the freedom maybe the freedom in, in, in attack. You know they don't have to be set in you know certain roles and you know you you you've seen. Um, if you see the highlights there on, on the GA Twitter thing the day of the Born and Kilku game, Connor Toner makes his last pass and Connor Lowry is actually the boy tackling him. Mm-hmm. He makes a pass, gets it back, puts the ball in the net, and that's it's Connor Lowry actually tackling him. So that's the fifteen who's travelled half a pitch with a midfielder. You know, so you know, they seem to be just allowed to go and do maybe the did they maybe have to keep three inside, four inside at all times? I don't know. I don't know that in fine detail, but they don't seem to be set in certain roles. You know, whenever, you know, if you look at your team, as you say, you, you have to pick up Dilly Ward, you have to pick up Conor Lowry, you know, Rand Johnson, Jerome Johnson. But the problem for teams then is they're moving you all over the field. And then you maybe have your players, your, maybe your cornerbacks found out playing in the middle third of the field where he's maybe not comfortable in the ball, maybe he doesn't want to be out there. Maybe he's, maybe he's a touch tight player and then inside, there could be a aerial battle that he could be involved with, but it happened. They just seem to be moving very quick all over the field, which I think will cause problems. And, you know, it's it, it's good to see because it's something that I haven't seen club teams doing. You know, I've seen county inter-county teams doing it at times, but I haven't seen club teams putting it in force in the Kilkoo. Definitely, are, from my view, are doing it this year, you know? Yeah, like, I suppose, and they've also got Dabs coming through in the half-back line who's, Absolutely, I just, you know, him and Aaron Brannigan as well, you know, two terrific footballers, and they always seem to pick the right option as well, you know, and that's such a driving force from from deep, you know, yeah. you've got their man workers, you know, now, now McAvoy, he's a permanent sweeper now, yeah. which maybe Kukui didn't play with before, but, um, you know, he seems to be the case of the high ball, um, you know, he's his sister. You've now, you've now Brannigan, you've Aidan Brannigan. And you've mm-hmm. them, you've them three boys there, and you could literally say, well, there's three of Borden's best players, three of more points, Ballyhones, Conduff, doesn't matter. You will know that them boys will definitely break even on whoever they're marking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? More times than enough, they're higher than that. You know what I mean? I've I've seen myself, you know, um, playing tremendous football, going up against Goku. Picking up now, Brannigan, and maybe getting a sniff of one, maybe a one or two balls coming in the other half, and you're you're yeah. trying to make the most of it. You get you maybe you get by him, and he's back in your case again, and he, he's and you know they're always just there. You know they're never you're never just getting you know you you've marked other defenders, you marked other players, and you you get by him, you're ready to take the shot. They're always there, they're always in your face, and them two boys have kept themselves in tremendous shape, and I would have no doubt that them boys are still doing the the fitness test and I can still guarantee that them boys would still be at the front of it at this yeah. stage, you know, and then, you know, and it's, it's scary to say the least that them boys will, and that's, that gives the dabs and arms and gives the rands and gives the, 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 the boys freedom on out the field, go on, go play, go use play. All we're looking to do is get back here as quick as you can. 
we'll cover everything you get back. You know, it's 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 the difference if I'm not, you know, while a lot of teams, you know, is our full back line comfortable with what they have in there? No, we need to play, get people back in around them and don't come out of there. While they mm-hmm. they are allowed to go, like you, know, you say, the permanent sweeper, but he still goes, he's still up the field, brave, brave and often. Only when the ball's lost does he actually beeline it to get back to play sweeper, you know? So, um, you know, that's a that's a that's a thing that they have, you know. But you look what they've done, you know, Marty McCourt dropped trapped the whole of Nets, brung Marty McCourt in, you know, for the for the replay game there. Like that's I don't think there's any other team in the county would have done that. Like because no. of few, because of a few mistakes coming out, maybe lost in a few balls. You know, it's set plays in the first game the, the points he scored near the end from Niall Keynes were, were fantastic and then just to be you know, but that's credit to the strong, experienced um, management team that felt that, that that needed to be done, you know. Yeah, and you know, I suppose we're trying to think of ways for Clondoff then to you know to counteract us, and I think the you know they're up against it's definitely are, but one of the key players in this is going to be um, Arthur McConville because Arthur's been doing a lot of work in, in midfield, centre half, forward, um, and then drifting into full forward. So you know that's going to be key as well. This this one for Clondoff to have any chance, they're going to have that have to have that game plan down to a tee. They have you know there's another by the party Paddy O'Hagan there in the middle of the field too. Like you know he 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 could be a huge huge part in that as well. Like, you mm-hmm. know he, he I seen him um now probably I don't know what way he's going now but against Brentford I seen him in the championship there and he absolutely destroyed Brentford in the second half. You know his, his vision from midfield, his his, his catching, his uh, ability to, to to ride the tackle. You know to break up play, and you know I I was really impressed with him. You know you you know what you're going to get out of Arthur Arthur on his day, um, is a is a tough ask for any any defender. You know and any man. You know but um, I would say you know that they need they need a lot of people help in around helping them helping them to break down Kilcuna. Yeah, just as you say, Pack, I've been very impressed with him. This year, and you know, I can actually see. I wouldn't be surprised if if Dar Brannigan goes on, Packy, in the midfield because because he is such a threat, and he uh, his his third man running is is very good as well. You know, drifting in, um, to you know, that strong running style that he has. Yeah, you know, he 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 got the I think it was the second penalty against Brentford on, on the night in Nura. You know, sealed sealed the game. You know, he came he came extremely late, and you know. Going in and goal, taking down penalty. Arthur steps up, scores it, and then the game's over. You know, so um. But they, and what I liked about them that night too was when they won the ball, they were, they were going direct to their inside three. You know, will they play an inside mm-hmm. three against Goku? I'm not too sure. You know. Mm-hmm. And just on, Kieran, I was talking to uh, a fan. I remain nameless, but we were just talking ways of you know maybe how teams could. Do, Break down Kilku or, or stop Kilku, and he was suggesting that you know teams play a defensive game against them because his theory is they don't have too many players that can actually kick the ball for, for points from forty or, or fifty yards out. But my argument was Kilku can buy freeze. You know the same Jerome has a great knack of, of winning freeze. Uh, Conor Aubrey is a great knack of winning freeze as well. You know they know how to position their bodies in whenever they're being tackled because defenders now are very rash. They don't wait till the balls bounce or toe tap. But you know how do you how would you set up against them? 
against Kokuya, you know, uh, you would have to the defensive system. I don't think is going to work against Kokuya. It really doesn't, you know, because they're they're the the transitions and what they do and the pace and the power that they have and the fitness levels that Kokuya have are superior than than nearly every team in this county, you know, and that's why. Borden were able to catch them last year. They put a serious onus on, on, on getting that levels of strength and conditioning work um, set to the team. And then they tried to step it up a bit this year. We're bringing in the, the basic skills coach, you know what I mean? And um, that's that's somewhere where they knew that's what they were were trying to get at. You know, they were trying to still them on it. Even though they were county champions, they still knew they had to beat Kaku. And they weren't, they weren't trying the defensive system. Or they, weren't, they were really going at them, you know, trying to hit them hard. You know, you see you get in the lead. I think how to beat them is the game management. You know, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too many teams, like Bourne, for example, get four points ahead of them and then try to go five, try to go six, try to go seven. You know, that's when the next five, six, seven minutes, you stay four points ahead. You yeah. know, you stay four points ahead and you go at it again. I don't think there's anything out there where you can say, right, we're going to just, right, we're going to be defensive here. We're going to try and break them down, go at it. Because, more times enough, Kilcrew will break you down in your transition. So if you transition, they'll transition you, and then you're caught. And then they, they, their score percentages is extremely high. You know, and one thing Kilcrew are very good at is stopping you from getting out from your own play. So that, mm-hmm. and I remember whenever uh, I was with Ballyhoon, the year we played in the championship, we had a man sent off in the first half. I think I don't know it was three each or I don't know. Think of four three at half time. Uh, I think it was two one. Two one that probably was it's probably one of open <laughs> real open freestyling games, but um the ball I, we Stan, me and Stevie were standing there and Connor Lowry scored a point and he was re- giving it everything about scoring the point. But when we turned around, the three Brannigan brothers were just sprinting completely up the field. They just left Rooney Murder on his own and sprinted mm-hmm. up the field and literally for the next twenty nine minutes we just struggled to get the ball out. They literally just put a wall up in front of it to where they looked and they just broke it. They'd left everybody in behind. They left, you know, and that's, you know, listen, not saying anything different, but, you know, Dublin done it a few weeks ago and everybody talked about how Dublin were leaving men in behind and they were being so, you know, dangerous in what they were doing. You know, Kilku were doing that, what was that, three years ago, you know? So yeah. it was interesting, you know, that for a club team still to be so far ahead and forward thinking. And that's why they have so simply the managers they bring in and the coaches they bring in and the the levels that the players set, you know. But that's not to say, it probably sounds bad that you know, I haven't spoken much about Glendorf. Um I just I just love the the way um, Kilcoo have just went about their business over the last number of years. And, I've, you know, and I think after last year, they're hurting and they, and they, and they want to go again. And I think that's why they live just a wee bit too much for, for Glendorf on this occasion, you know. Yeah, I just think with Clondoff, you know, they still have a sprinkling of, of um, younger players, but like Darren O'Hagan still, you know, I seen him against, I was at the Kaidoff um, Clondoff game, and Darren O'Hagan is still streets ahead of, of people with his desire, you know, and, and his drive. It's, it's, it's frightening, like, you know, that. You know, if you could bottle that up and you know give it, give it, give it to the Clondoffins before to them all before they go out against Kilcoo, you know, it would be Clondoff all day long. But there's just something lacking with Clondoff. I don't know whether it's, um, you know, does the, does the game plan suit them or, or do they make rash decisions sometimes? 
Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I I, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of them to, to be able to say anything on that one, you know mm. what I mean? But I know what you're saying about Darren. I think Darren's an exceptional footballer, you know, and over the number of years that I've seen him, it just he just seems to be doing everything right and does it so often, you know what I mean? There's very little times where he picks the wrong decision and maybe, you know, that's maybe something that, you know, over the years that, that Hilltown players are, you know, have been just doing the, you know, picking their own decision at the wrong time maybe rather than sticking to the game plan, you know what I mean? Or maybe sticking sticking to the regiment too too much. It's it's hard to know, you know? Yeah, um, like, will we, um, so bringing the element of, uh, you know, they haven't played each other and, you know, there, there is a bit of bad blood and, you know, they're, they're neighbours. So, you know, again, this could be a real battle as well. So, um, and it could just come down to, and I will say it again, uh, the heart and and desire. Who wants it more? Ah, it, it could well do. You know, if, if it's if it's um if it's tight if it's tight going into the last uh five or ten minutes, you know, it, it literally goes anyway. You know what I mean? It, it, it's going to be uh, a ding dust for them. You know what I mean? But I still. I keep coming back to it. I think even if you're tight in the last five or ten minutes, Kukou's management has shown against Bourne over the two two games that you know they'll have that. But Dundas have firepower there and on their day, you know, could open up a scoreline. You know what I mean? And I think they what did they go the first seven or eight games in division or no, they must have went but first seven games in division one unbeaten. You know, um. Yeah. So you know, the, maybe the the dip of form of the coming back again, having their second second bit of form. At the right time, you know, we, we, I could be ruling them out too early, you know what I mean? But listen, they've only an hour and ten football really to play and if they put in the best performance this season, they could end up the championship final. Yeah, I, I just think it's a big ask for Clondoff and I just think uh, Kalkou will get the final this year. Um, you know, that that was a big win for them against against Burn. And yeah. the manner, you know, I think, I think even the manner, because you know, they weren't firing all cylinders and um, burn, you know, definitely we had the, had the better of them. Uh, all credit them, but you know they just Kaku just never gave up, and you know the big players stood up. So I'm gonna say, yeah, Kaku. I think I think it'll be comfortable enough. Um, Kaku, Victor. Yeah, I, I I do believe so. I, I think it will. You know, um, Clondoff will have to have to rego again. I think maybe maybe next year again, but I'll go for Kaku this time. Yeah. Care not draws us to a close for the for the semi-finals. Um, thanks very much, Nate, for for jumping on board. The uh, always uh, great with your insights and analysis, and um, you know, done a fantastic job with Anna Clone. It's it's never easy. Um, even from I suppose galvanizing the boys whenever they were relegated. Uh, you know, there is a danger of of. Boys feeling sorry for themselves and, and just going through the motions, but fair play to you. Um, we'll get them t-shirt printed for you. And <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the, it comes through for you against against Ramara. But well done, mate, and, and thanks very much. No problem at all, John. Thanks very much for asking. Thank you, Karen. Good, good luck. Bye bye bye. bye, bye, bye. bye, bye, bye.